0: Hey guys, it's Jamie Scrimger here, second wife, stepmom of three, and mom of one. And you're listening to my podcast, where we talk about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. If you're ready for raw and real conversations and are striving to live your very best life, then you are in the right place. Every week, I'll provide you with tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. All right, so welcome back to the podcast. Darren is back today, guys, and we are talking about talking about our relationship and our tips, I guess, for a strong relationship, a strong marriage, a happy marriage. Darren, you're just staring at me. What do you got here, buddy?
1: Well, I'm waiting to hear what your tips are. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah so it's Valentine's Day this week or the week that the podcast is going to be released. So I thought... I thought this is a good time to kind of share what's worked for us, some of our tips, because, you know, as we talked about in the very first episode of this podcast, we've come a long way in our marriage. Would you not say?
1: Oh, I think so. We've grown a lot.
0: Yeah. Even like the other day, something happened in our like step family or like a step family stressor. And I realized, wow, like, three years ago, we four years ago, this would have derailed us and we would have been, you know, dealing with this in such an entirely different way. It's crazy just to see like how far we've come and like our new strategies for dealing with struggles that come up in our relationship. I agree. (laughs) You're just staring at me. Guys, just to give you a visual here, it is like seven o'clock in the morning. Darren's super exhausted, but we're just trying to get this one out before the kids, uh, or the kids are actually at their moms this week before we got to get Reese ready for school. So honey, to start off, I just wanted to, you know what? I was thinking about the things that you do in our marriage that kind of drive me
1: nuts. I didn't think there was anything that drove you nuts.
0: Yeah, there's a I lot of... I thought it was perfect. Oh, yeah, sometimes. So what are the little things that I do? Like, let's do like a rapid fire. Like, what do I do that bugs you? And I'll, go, and I'll then I'll tell you, because I have a lot of things too.
1: What do you do that bugs me? Leave your car messy. The old food, the dirt. The burgers. The burgers from a month ago. The milkshake sitting in the back.
0: Okay, honey. In my defense... <laughs>
1: You, you take the kids around, I understand that, but have you? I always think it takes five minutes to clear out the garbage when you pull in the driveway.
0: You know what? Here's the thing. I have the kids in my car all the time. They have their food, they have their stuff. We're like running to and from activities. And when I'm bringing in like dry cleaning and groceries and all the things, sometimes sometimes you forget the burger that is on the floor
1: four-year-old had a week ago.
0: Yeah. And you know what, guys? It's really interesting. You know, months later, that burger still looks like a burger. So it really makes you think about it. Yeah, I'm
1: not even sure how old that burger is sometimes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So what do you do that drives me nuts? The socks on the ledge in the bedroom. When you put the socks on the ledge above the laundry hamper, like that drives me wild. Like I've been asking you literally for six years to put your socks in the hamper. Still drives me nuts. And you don't, you've never changed it.
1: I think I do that because it keeps the socks together. If they get in the laundry hamper, they get separated and then they go into the laundry afterwards. And then the matching process can take up to a month before one of us gets to it.
0: You know what? There's a lot of things that I do really (laughs) well in life and matching (laughs) socks is not one of them. If you feel like you need to have matched socks in your life, have at or buddy. But sometimes something just has to give. All right, what else do you do? You know what you know what bugs me what you do is your strategic bathroom breaks whenever it's time to do the dishes. Every time it's dishes time, you're like, oh, I just got to run to the bathroom, like on an emergency.
1: That's not true. <laughs> that's, that's really true. No, there's the, I eat and then sometimes I have to go to the washroom.
0: <laughs> no, every single wife it's right now true. is nodding her head. She's like, oh yeah, I'm not the only one. And it's like, all of a sudden you're finished and oh, the dishes are done. Isn't that convenient? <laughs> all right. Anything else I do?
1: I don't understand why it's so difficult to put, the cap back on the toothpaste. It takes two seconds. I know. And then the worst part is the cap goes missing and the top of the toothpaste gets hard and it's gross and I just don't understand that. It takes one second to roll that top back on the toothpaste. And then I try to Well, why don't I get my own toothpaste? You can have your own. And then there's two things of toothpaste with no lid on them.
0: Yeah, you know what? You might be right on that one. I don't know why I I don't. I don't think it's a big deal.
1: I think it takes two seconds and I, yeah, I don't understand that. I haven't been able to figure that out. In
0: well, buddy, seven I think years. it takes two seconds to put your socks in the laundry. You know what? Actually, we could do a whole podcast on the things that we do that drive each other nuts. But you know what? I was thinking about this in terms of relationships, and I was talking to someone the other day. And I think that there's this like misconception in marriage that it's going to be easy and that you're always going to be on the same page. Like, I think that people, have the wrong idea about what marriage is going to look like. So then when there's these disagreements or when you're not on the same page about things or your partner's doing things that just like drive you wild, it causes tension. You're an expert on marriage. This is your second. Do you have any insights on that? Um, <laughs> you're just staring at me.
1: <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> you,
0: you don't think that, ma- do you think that there's an expectation that marriage is supposed to be easier than it is?
1: Oh, I think so. But I think everybody that's married realizes there's some give and take and you have your struggles and yeah, there's a you know when you when you move in with somebody and start living with somebody and create a life together and you're two different people, there's there's going to be some conflict from time to time, and I don't think it's it's a bad thing. I think sometimes it's healthy, but at, at the same time, yeah, everybody looks at a marriage and might say, "Well, wow, they're perfect," but who knows what goes on the little quirky things. Again, some people might say, "What's the big deal? It's a toothpaste lid," but. Sometimes it drives somebody else nuts.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? We've actually learned to let those things go. Like, there's a lot of things that you do that I've been like, I was asking you to put your socks in that basket forever. Or there's things that, you know, even like closing the blinds before bed, it drives me nuts that you don't close the blinds before bed. So I literally have to get up every single day and go to your side of the bed and close the blinds. But I asked you for a good few years and it, you never created that habit. And so like, at some point I just have to accept that that's not something that you think is a big deal. Like it is what it is, right? Like you're true. Yeah. You can spend a lot of time bitching at someone about picking up their laundry. Well, I do still bitch about that actually, but you know what I mean? Those little things. And at the end of the day, if they're not thinking about them, it's not so much that it's intentional. It's just that that's just like, they're not doing it on purpose. They're not like, I'm not like, you know what, I'm going to leave this toothpaste off because it pisses Darren off. It's just sometimes people have their little habits. Yeah. Anyway. So one of the questions on Instagram that someone had asked a few weeks back and I thought it was interesting was what do you and Darren argue about the most? Like what? And I I was thinking about that. What would you say our biggest disagreement or challenges?
1: I think from your side, I think it's when you feel, I don't tell you exactly when and where I'm going to be at times. For example, you'll be at home before me and, and I'll tell you I'm going to be home at 6 and somehow my day will get hijacked and you would like a text to say, hey, I'm going to be six 30 and I don't do it. And then you're upset and we have a disagreement because I say, you know, I got on the phone or I got that this was happening. I think that's one of our bigger disagreements.
0: And buddy, it's not 630. It's when you're rolling in at like 738. That's when I have the issue. It's not the half an hour. I'm not like a dictator over here. Just like I'd like to know if, you know, I've made dinner and we're sitting here waiting for you to have dinner and you're going to be like a couple hours late. That's when I want the communication.
1: Yeah. But sometimes it's hard for me if I'm out with you know, depending on what I'm doing from a work standpoint.
0: You also, like, this is, I think, where there is a bit of a, I think this is where our age difference comes in too. You know, for me, it's, I, it's just natural for me to pick up and send a text. Like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like I've always kind of been communicating that way. And for you, you're like, it's not that big of a deal. And you don't even necessarily think to pick that phone up and just send a text message that takes, Three seconds to send,
1: and it could be an age difference because I don't have my phone going all the time, especially when I'm at work. My phone is usually put away, out of sight, turned off. So, for me, yeah, it, it 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 maybe isn't a thought that if I'm on the phone to grab my phone beside me and text, I'm usually thinking about what I'm doing on the in the conversation that I'm in. So, yeah, it could be it could be the age difference that I'm not as apt to to be on my phone. As much as you are.
0: Yeah. And I'm just a better communicator.
1: (laughs) I could be. Maybe that's it.
0: Would you like have another, you were saying from your perspective, what from, you were saying like from my perspective, what about from your perspective? Do you have anything else that you think we have like a constant argument about?
1: I don't think we have a constant argument, but I think something that will get me every once in a while, again, is going back to the phone or being online or social media is that you will have your phone going and swipe over and look at things or do something or text somebody back and I'll be sitting there not touching my phone and then I'll go get it out of the drawer and I'll get into a text and I'll be texting someone. And you'll say, come on, put that down. I want to I just, I haven't seen you all day. I want to talk to you and I'll think, wait a minute. You've been on your phone for the last hour. I grabbed mine and I'm sending it one text and you're, you're giving me a hard time.
0: Well, first of all, I'm going to call bullshit on that. And you need to understand. Careful with your language. (laughs) You know what? Yeah, maybe. But you have to understand also social media is my job.
1: I know. But again, I could be sending a work-related email or a text. You don't even know what I'm sending. You just see me with my phone. And if I'm not engaged with you, you get upset. Whereas lots of times you'll be on yours and not engaged with me. And I just, okay.
0: Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. What's different with me is my ability to multitask. You have about zero ability to multitask. So when you're sending a text, you are not paying attention to anything that's going on around you. So you're you're not even responding to anyone. You don't go, oh, just one second or kind of can pay attention to what's going on around you. You're just gone. And you're like in the zone of the text. Whereas I have the ability to multitask and I'm still communicating with my family and still present-ish. Whereas you're just like out to lunch.
1: I'm gonna call. Beep beep. Or not too. <laughs>
0: you can say bullshit. Okay. Well, before we Thanks. get in, before we get into we an see argument, that that's
1: something we disagree on. <laughs> yeah, and it.
0: Yeah, actually, and you know what the thing is? I we have the same arguments in our relationship over and over and over again, and I think that's a. It's actually a theme in people's marriage. I read I read it once that, you know, that first argument that you have is the one that you're going to have over and over and over again, and, I think the key in marriage. I think not thinking that you're never going to have arguments, you're always going to be on the same page. I don't think that's realistic. So people will like during coaching calls with me say, I just don't ever want to fight with my partner. And I think that that's just not something that's achievable in my mind.
1: No, I think you, if you disagree with something, you're going to have to bring that point up or it'll boil over. You know, often you see people just hold things in and then that is the root cause of, Their big problems is because they haven't addressed the little problems all along. Yeah. Everybody says it's always about the little things. So if something little bothers you, I have to admit, you've done a better job with the toothpaste lid. It's not as often as it used to be.
0: I'm working on it, honey.
1: You know what? I think I've been around for dishes a lot more than the last little while.
0: So, Mm, I don't know if that's (laughs) entirely true.
1: Or I'm doing something else outside with the kids or I'm not just relaxing.
0: Yeah, you've definitely, you've definitely been, been better with that. But yeah, you know, we had a conversation with, there was a couple of times I've had conversations with people and I've listened to them and, you know, they ended up, their marriage ended up ending and they said, well, we never fought in our marriage. And I think that's an issue. You know, part of my reaction was like, did you ever even talk to each other? Like, what do you mean you never had a disagreement? And I do want to say, people will say, I don't fight, but sometimes we have arguments. Like, I'm using the word fight or argue or, you know, have a disagreement. Like, it's all used kind of interchangeably. Like, it all kind of means the same thing when I'm referring to it.
1: And that's a good point because one thing, and I wouldn't say it's we have an argument or a disagreement, but you will come to me sometimes and say, I'm not feeling the love right now. I'm not feeling you because... I've been so busy or our schedule has been busy or we've had things on our mind or we've had travel or conferences and you're really good at saying, you know, I'm not feeling it. And then you and I make time for ourselves. And I think it just all of a sudden re sparks everything. And I think that's, you know, that's really good. And, I, and I'll do this same thing. You know, I'll roll over and say, can I cuddle you? Can I hug you this morning? Because we really, You know, we've had such a busy week. We haven't had any time together, so I think we're both really good at saying, "Hey, I'm not feeling the love right now," and then the other one responds. And if you don't do that, you can go months and months and months without doing it. Yeah, and then you hear about these people that uh, um, that don't have any passion in their marriage or haven't had passion for ages. And I'm I'm thinking, why wouldn't you say something? And how are you saying it? You know, you can't just you know say it in a certain way and expect it to happen. So I think we're really good at at times addressing that we're not feeling the love.
0: And I will say like right now in our relationship, we're going through like a tough time right now. And that not that we're not in sync and we're not like good as a couple, but you are so busy at work. I am so busy. The kids are so busy. Like there is just a lot going on right now and it's hard to juggle everything. And at the end of the day, what ends up falling off, rails is, you know, I'm feeling like I'm not connecting with you or I'm not seeing you because you're not coming home till like eight or nine at night, but you're coming home when you're super tired. But I'm also super tired because I've been with the kids and trying to manage my business. Like, I just feel like we have so many balls up in the air right now that it is a tougher time for us because we don't have, we don't have that downtime that we like to have.
1: Yeah. And it's about finding the balance. And we go in periods like that where it is very busy and then it slows down and it's nice, but Yeah. During that period, it's, you have to, you have to address it. And and I think that's where families are busy nowadays and you really have to, I think, try and make that time. You know, we went out the other night for dinner, just the two of us, even though it was a very busy time and it was great. You Mm -hmm. know, we had a nice, a nice dinner and, and a great conversation.
0: Yeah. And we have to be like, even on those nights where, you know, my stepdaughter works, you know, we have to pick her up at eight o'clock, but we'll go out for dinner after that. Even though we want to go to bed, even though, you know, the last thing we want to do sometimes is get dressed up and go out for a nice dinner. We actually have to push through and make that happen. And we're always happy that we've done that.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even some of the nights at home when everybody goes off and does their own thing. And then we sit at the table and you'll have a glass of wine and I'll have a beer and we'll chat and it's nice. Or we'll say, hey, tonight, let's go up and just watch a movie tonight.
0: Yeah. Then we fall asleep though. That's the problem. Yeah. All right. So we do have some tips and strategies that we have implemented into our marriage. And guys, honestly, I don't ever want you to listen to my content and be like, oh my gosh, they have the perfect marriage. They have it together all the time. We don't, we don't do these things 100% of the time, but it's something that we strive to do. And I think we're doing really, really well at it. And it's made a huge difference in the way we go about our marriage. So I just, sometimes I listen to people's relationship podcasts and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so perfect. It makes me want to hurl. And that is, that is definitely not us. So I, I just kind of want to do that disclaimer or Darren, do you think we have a perfect marriage? Pretty close. Yeah. (laughs) Am I the best wife you've ever had? Yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. So the first step and you know what? These are going to be applicable to all marriages except for I think this one. So this one's really this one really applies to second marriages or stepmoms when there's kids involved, but For me, a big thing in our marriage has been to take a step back when I don't agree with some of the things with the kids. Like we are a team and we are pretty much on the same page about a lot of things with the kids, but there are things that I, you know, wouldn't necessarily do that way myself. And, you know, at the beginning of a relationship, I would have pushed for that and really kind of like advocated for that. But now there's times where I'm like, you know what, you're going to make this call and it's your call. Here's my opinion. But, you know, it's on you and it's not... Something that I'm willing to allow to come in between you and I. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. I think sometimes you have to know when to sort of step away, and and you've been very good at that.
0: Yeah, and I think that sometimes it's easy as stepmoms to get caught up in not being on the same page with your partner when it comes to how things are going with the kids, like even things like screen time, bedtime, all of that. And guys, we did talk about that in the first episode of this podcast, but. You have to ask yourself, is it worth the turmoil that it's causing in my marriage? Because at the end of the day, the reason why you're a stepmom in the first place is your husband. So if the two of you are not you know, at your best, all of those extra stressors that come with being a stepmom and co-parenting and all of that fun stuff, there's going to be times when you're going to resent it and you're going to feel like it's not worth it. So I think it's really important to always ask yourself, like, is this worth the turmoil that it is causing in my marriage? And many times when I was like, pushing for things, at the end of the day, it really wasn't.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Sometimes we you look back at it and think, why did we argue over that, or why did we make such an issue out of that? And it was really a little thing. But I think we've grown. I think that's something that took some time, and 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 we're good at.
0: Absolutely. Okay. And the second one is we go to bed angry, and we were just talking about this before we went on the we went live on the podcast, and you're saying no, that's not. We don't like to go to bed angry, but we sometimes do. And I think that's a strength that we have. Like we can shut down a conversation if it's no longer productive. And if it's bedtime, man, like it's bedtime.
1: Yeah. And 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 yeah, I wouldn't. you know, if we just agree to disagree, you know, because I always said, yeah, we don't like to go to bed angry, but sometimes you're okay. We're not going to agree on this subject. Let's just disagree and we'll just go to bed. And then you have a clear mind the next morning and you can think about the issue at hand.
0: Yeah. And, you know, sometimes when you're emotional and you're in the moment, things that actually seem like a big deal at that time in the morning, when you have a clear head and you've calmed down and you can look at things from a different perspective they really do seem like not that big of a deal anymore. And, and, you know, the argument kind of just fizzles out and you can say, you're sorry. And you know what, that is something that's not on my list, but that is something that we do do. Like if we feel like we, you know, didn't react in the best way the night before, like we will say, we will apologize to each other. We will follow up with each other and say, Hey, like I'm sorry, or Hey, I don't want to fight or I don't want to argue. And I think that's really important because sometimes you want to be the right person, even if you still feel like you, were maybe the one who had the best argument, or you still really believe in your position, sometimes you just have to like wave the white flag and say, okay, you know what, like, let's just like table this.
1: I think sometimes when people are so stubborn, that's that, that just drags it out. And is it really worth it to do that over certain issues? And the other thing too, maybe you're correct about going to bed angry or, or not solving the problem is sometimes a day later, you'll find out it wasn't, a big argument because it might've been about the other person. They might've had a bad day they, they might've been in a mood and then the next day something better happens. You know, one of the kids comes in and says the sweetest thing and all of a sudden it's wow. You know, it, it takes whatever maybe was hanging over them. That might've even been the root cause of this, not even the issue at hand because when you're in a bad mood, little things tend to bother you or things that are sad. Um, but a day later it, 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 it can be better.
0: Yeah, if absolutely. You, if you
1: Follow that or what I'm saying, but like I said, sometimes you'll say to me, "It's I know it's that you're stressed or you're this," because normally that wouldn't bother you. And then a day later, something great happens or something neat happens, and I'm in a wonderful mood. And you and I think, yeah, why did that bother me so much? And and vice versa.
0: Yeah, it's like that saying. It says like the way people treat you is more about them than it is about you. And sometimes, you know. You'll come home and I'll say like, I'm sorry that you're stressed out about work, but you know, what can we do here to kind of like bring you back to a better place? Right. And there's times when I'm stressed out. I know there's, if there's something going wrong, you know, on the back end of my blog or something's kind of going on, I maybe have a little shorter fuse at home and it's not fair to people who you live with in your family, but at the end of the day, it's kind of the reality. These are your safe people. And sometimes when you're not at your best, it affects your home life. All right. Absolutely. So the next one, you know what I was thinking about the other day is that we've really started, you and I, like we both in our work, we do have confidentiality and then we don't speak about, you know, all of that kind of stuff, but we do, we've started to kind of talk about our work with each other and include each other in that part of our life. And I feel like that's been good for us. Like remember when we were in Bahamas and we were sitting there and we were just kind of like going back and forth about strategies for work and talking about like where we want to go and our goals and things like that. I feel like that's new for us because that just kind of is something that we've started to talk about. And it's made me feel like I'm more part of your life, like part of that part of your life that was just kind of very separate for a while.
1: Yeah, you like to, you know, talk more about how – my day was and planning longer term and, you know, what's going on in my world. I think, um, I think it is important. And yeah, I used to keep that as basically a separate silo. Mm-hmm. we come home and talk about other things, but now it's, oh, how was your day? What did you do? You know, what happened in, in your world?
0: Yeah. And I think when you're communicating about your work life and things that are going on in that kind of part, that's not a part of your marriage, it helps You know, the two of us, if you're stressed out at work, I have more understanding to be like, how can I support you right now? And I do think that's something we're also, you know, really good at. And I always recommend. So when you have a lot on your plate or when I have a lot on my plate, we do typically stop and ask each other like, hey, how can I support you right now? Like, what can I do to kind of take a load off your shoulders? And I find that that's, I find that's super helpful for us, especially because those are the times when we would get a little more stressed out and then, you know, our reactions to stressful situations wouldn't be as good. So if we can kind of be proactive and help each other navigate through those stressful situations, it just helps the whole family on a whole. All right. So the next thing that we do is, you know, and you're going to hear this in any podcast you ever listen to on relationships, but we were talking about, we do really make a point to have those date nights. And the one thing that we do do on these date nights that I think is maybe a little bit different, sometimes if there's something stressful going on or something that we're maybe not seeing eye to eye on, there's been times we've gone on date nights and said, you know what, let's go on this date night, but like, let's not talk about this specific issue. Not that it's maybe something we're going to get in a fight about, but if it's something that's been causing us stress or we just need a break from that type of conversation, we do go on these date nights and we say, you know what, let's just go. Let's enjoy each other. And let's not talk about any of the stuff that, you know, is, you know, causing us stress right now.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's a great idea. Sometimes if there's something that you need to actually just kind of get away from. Yeah. That's um, going on. So it's, it's a, it's a good tip.
0: Yeah. And in terms of the date night guys, you have to be so deliberate about these date nights. Like I hear people say online, like we haven't been on a date for, you know, months. And there's times when Darren and I get off the rails on this, but you know, you have to make a point to get back on track and kind of do whatever you can to make sure that you're having that alone time with your partner. Because, you know, if you're solely just parenting together when those kids move out, what happens to your relationship? Like you, you guys haven't had time to just be the two of you and get to know each other outside of, you know, what you're doing in the parenting world. And then I feel like that's where the problems come in when you're solely just parenting together and not thinking about who you are as a, you know, couple that can cause issues.
1: Yeah. I think you always have to keep your personal connection with each other. Above and beyond being a parent because, yeah, when the kids leave, if that's all you had was going to sports and looking after the kids and what the kids did. And then all of a sudden you're sitting across from each other and you have nothing in common. So I think it's great that we make time to work on ourselves and, and bond and and have fun together.
0: Yeah, we do have a lot of fun together. Yeah,
1: we enjoy our time together.
0: Yeah, after our date nights, So I've normally had a few too many glasses of wine and I do wake up with a headache. So you're a bit of a bad example with that, but our date nights, we can sit and we can chat about all the things for hours. And that, you know, that's been us since our very first date, like our very first date went from six o'clock to like two in the morning. We were just like sitting there chatting. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's one of the strengths. Like I love just, we love just hanging out together.
1: Yeah, we can. And it's wonderful.
0: Very wonderful. <laughs> all right. So the one thing that we were talking about, so another tip would be put yourself in the other person's shoes. And we maybe this is not something we did at the very beginning.
1: No, I don't think so. I think we were so focused on our our own situation that we didn't do it. But I think now that we're able to sort of pull back and, and look at a situation, sometimes I'll think of it from your angle and think, wow, she's doing all this. She's doing that. No wonder she's a little upset over this and then I can say, hey, what can, you know, what can I do to, to help instead of turning it into a conflict.
0: Yeah. Or it's, saying,
1: I understand or, you know, I get it.
0: Yeah. And it's so easy to just look at things from your own perspective and from your own lens, especially when you're emotional and you're feeling like something's not going right. But that's what you have to do. And you have to understand too that the other person doesn't necessarily see things through your lens. Like we do have very different experiences. So one thing that I, you know, have started to do, A, we try to have these conversations when we're not emotional because taking 24 hours or even taking like two hours to just like chill and look at things from a different perspective when you're calmed down can go a long way. But you know, even the other day I came into the bedroom and I sat on the bed and I said, look. You may not understand why I'm feeling this way, but I just need you to understand, like, this is how I'm experiencing things right now. And this is what I'm feeling. So, you know, that's always like a good preface to a conversation, I feel like, because it kind of sets the tone for, you know, what your spouse is about to hear, because you're not looking at things from the same lens. You all have different stressors. And if you're not communicating those stressors to the other person, then They don't know. And that's the thing. We can't assume that our partner understands what we're going through because they don't. They don't, they're not experiencing things in the same way that we are.
1: Oh yeah. We, you know, like you said, when you first moved here, it was, it was like moving into a different country. And I didn't see that because I've been living here with the kids and used to it. And all of a sudden I thought about it. Yeah, this is a huge change for her. Mm-hmm. And I maybe didn't think that way at the beginning. And I know we talked about it in one of the earlier podcasts, the shoes at the door. You know, that I didn't think about that, that this is all new to you. And, and I really had to start putting myself in your shoes to understand why something might upset you or what makes you happy. You know, sometimes the littlest things would make you happy. And I'd be, hmm. And I, and I, and I think, okay, I need to do that more often.
0: What little thing makes me happy?
1: We used to, when I would go away, you used to love when I'd leave you a note or things like that. And, and I didn't think it was a big deal. I was just sweet. And then I stopped doing it and you said, you know, I really liked when you did that or what happened to that guy that did that?
0: Yeah, actually we were going through some DVDs in the basement the other day and you used to like leave me DVDs and leave me, you know, chocolates and you know what, he would make these little voice notes. He had the, the Blackberry playbook. So he would, you know, say, listen to the voice note today. And it'd be this nice message. You don't do that anymore though. I think you should get back in. That's the thing.
1: <laughs> well, that's what I mean. You know what, I've thought of that recently because you mentioned it and I, yeah, you know what, that it's a little thing, but it made you really happy when I did it. You know, there's times where I forget it did make you happy until you told me, you know, I thought well, it just became kind of common if I go away I'd, do something. And then You know, the one day you said, you know, I really used to like when you did that. Or why didn't you do that? And I'm thinking, yeah, that was just a little thing, but it really made you happy.
0: Well, the first time you didn't do it when you went away, I was like, oh, well, is our marriage in trouble? Like, what the heck is going on? But funny story. So Reese, I kept all of the notes and that surprised you. You didn't know that I had kept all of the notes that you've (laughs) you've written me and they're in a box, but Reese got into the box. And so she had a note that was just like this. It was probably the sweetest note you've ever written. And she you know, had it folded up and in her pocket. And then she went to daycare and showed the daycare teachers. (laughs) And one of the daycare teachers is actually one of our friends. So we come in and she's like, oh my gosh, Reese had us all in tears today because they were reading this like intimate note that Darren had wrote to you. You were so embarrassed, but yeah, all the teachers just loved it. So yeah, do the little things that, you know, your partner appreciates because those little things can go a huge, huge, huge way. Yeah.
1: I mean, on this past Sunday, when you were away, you know, you left and you said, you know, could you just neaten up the washroom? And it took me two minutes to do, and I could have left it because I was busy. And then you came home and you were so thankful. And I thought, well, it wasn't a big deal. Well,
0: but if it, it wasn't was, a big deal, why don't you do it more often? It
1: was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for you, you you were, uh, you know, the gratitude was, was there. And I thought, wow, that All I did was neaten up the bathroom a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll give you the positive reinforcement and, you know, hopefully that becomes a new habit. And that's another thing, guys, is the positive reinforcement, like telling someone, telling your spouse the things that you love about them or the things that they're doing right. You know, we spend, and I can get caught up in this. I can get caught up telling Darren all the things that I want him to do or all the things that,
1: you know. He does wrong.
0: Yeah. And all the things that need to be done around the house and, you know, all of that. But sometimes if you switch, just switch what you're looking for and switch how you're communicating to your partner and say, you know, you're a really great dad, or I love when you did that, or that was really nice. That just made me really happy. Like communicating the little things that they're doing that you want them to do. Because at the end of the day when you're married, like you're, when you piss me off, Darren, you're not intentionally trying to piss me off. And same thing here. Like I'm not intentionally leaving the toothpaste lid off because I'm like, Oh, you know what? I don't respect Darren and I don't care what he says. And screw this. I'm leaving the toothpaste lid on the counter. That's, you know what I mean? It's not our intentions. And it's the same with the sock. Like you're not saying to yourself, you know what? Jamie's asked me to do this, but I don't respect her. So I'm just going to leave that sock on the ledge. It's it's you're not thinking about it, right? It's not a value to you. It's not something that you see as important. So I think it's also important to remember that like people value different things. So when you're continuing to, you know, nag someone about something, it actually kind of backfires. And you have to think like, you know what, is it really worth it? Like is is arguing over the sock on the ledge or a toothpaste lid worth it in a relationship because it's not intentional.
1: Yeah. And it goes back, I think, to a blog post you wrote a long time ago. You read my I blog? One time uh, I asked you, hey, what, what turns you on? And I remember, you know, some of the stuff you said, and then you wrote a blog post about it. And it was kind of funny. It would be, uh, oh yeah, when you do the dishes, baby, that's the spot. Yeah. And things like that. And I'm like, no, 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 that wasn't what I had in mind. But You thought I was going to get all sexy with you. It was those little things that I didn't think would excite you.
0: Well, and that's the thing. It's important to remember, like men and women are completely different when it comes to what turns them on and what they're looking for in a relationship. Like women are more emotional. And for us to kind of get into like this passionate place where we feel like we want to get all sexy or whatever, there's a whole lot of things that happen throughout the day to get us to that place. Whereas guys, I don't think that... You know the stress of the day, or there's dishes in the sink, or you know that kind of thing. I think it's more physical than emotional for guys, and when it comes to, and I'm not just talking about sex here. I'm just talking about like satisfaction in a relationship. I think it's just it's just very very different, and it's important to recognize those differences. All right, I don't think we have anything else. Do you have any other tips? Tips for relationships? Yeah, we,
1: I'm sure there's always more and more tips, but I think those are some of the key ones that are important in our relationship that other people might take a cue from.
0: Yeah. But you know what I will say again to the stepmoms and blended families and you know all of that. It can be stressful. Like there's a lot of extra stressors in a marriage that you don't have to deal with when you're in a first marriage. You know, you've got child support, you've got the financial restraints, you've got, you know, the co-parenting back and forth, the different dynamics that come with stepchildren. Like there's so many extra stressors and you cannot let your relationship fall off the rails because at the end of the day, all of that stuff won't be worth it because your husband, like I said, is the reason why you're a stepmom in the first place. So you need to make sure that that relationship, and it's not that it's number one, you know, there's this thing online where it's like, you have to make sure your relationship is your number one priority. And it's true, you do. But I think that the, you know, meaning behind that saying is that, Your relationship is the first thing to kind of fall off your to-do list when things get busy. Like the kids will always be, number one, they will always be taken care of, but you have to be very deliberate about your relationship and the type of marriage that you want to have.
1: Yeah. It's all about a good balance.
0: Yeah. And it's all about, you know, when you do argue guys or when you do have disagreements, it's like talking to each other after and saying, okay, so how can we do that better? Because you're going to fight, you're going to have disagreements, but how can you get better at doing it so that your relationship remains strong?
1: Yes. I think that's a good point. Sometimes even, I think we didn't mention this point, but we kind of have some rules of engagement now when we do argue. Right. Limitations that, okay, if we're really not going to agree on something, you know, give the other person five minutes so it doesn't get overheated.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes we're really good at that. And other times not so great, it's always a work in progress, but that's the thing, you know, you're not going to say, you know what, we're going to work on a relationship. And then all of a sudden, everything is perfect. It is going to take time. You're going to sometimes take three steps forward and two steps back or something like that. But, you know, as long as you're always just kind of committed to making it better, one day you'll be kind of like us and a situation will happen that, you know, probably would have caused a lot of stress in your marriage. And you just realize that you handled it in a completely different way. And you'll just see how far, how far you've come as a couple. Sounds good. That's all you got,
1: eh? All I got. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening today. And hey, so if you're listening to these tips and you're like, okay, what did you say again? I need I need to kind of go back and listen to this. What I've done is I have created a printable or a handout with all of the tips listed. So if you want me to send you these tips in a PDF, just you can head to www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash marriage tips. And you can sign up there and I will send you an email with them all on a nice, pretty laid out list. All right. So thank you so much for listening. And you know what? I will chat with you guys next week. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast. Give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.